Welcome to the Social Selling for Newbies podcast. Social has changed the B2B and professional sales landscape forever. Capturing and keeping buyer attention has never been more challenging. We are here to help you discover new strategies and stay up to date with all things social for consistent revenue generation and to stay a step ahead of the competition. Whether you are a sales or marketing professional, sales leader, or a member of the C-suite looking for answers, Social Selling for Newbies is the place to discover these answers. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Burton, Carson Hetty, and Brandon Lee. Everybody, welcome to episode number 29, Social Selling for Newbies. Didn't we just hit 20 or 21? Like I don't know, but I, I've been excited for us to hit 29 because it's also my age. Works out really well. <laughs> Ah, perfect. Bethany, why are you laughing so hard about that? Come on. Oh, no, no. Just... I spray this on to make me look a little bit more mature. Mm, yeah, adds credibility. <laughs> so we're, I'm here with Brandon, my co-host, um, and Carson is out on a sales call today at a customer site. Um, I can't believe that he goes and sells during social selling for newbies. But, know. you know, anyway, he may pop in. Um, but if not, we've got a really nice replacement today, Bethany Stackenfeld, who I will introduce here in just a minute. But welcome, Bethany, and hopefully you can put up with us today. <laughs> hey, great to be here. All right. And welcome to everybody on the podcast. And if you're live, certainly jump in. Let us know that you're here. And um, we have a pretty cool conversation today where we're going to get into really how to use what we call modern content and how to use that into the so, your social selling strategy. And as you'll find out, Bethany is a bit of an expert in that area. So we're really glad to have her expertise. But before we do that, we will start with and welcome Dave from sunny Indianapolis. But before we start, Brandon and Mark, and welcome Mark, is let's do our weekly dad joke challenge. And I will be representing chat GPT today. Bethany, who should go first, Brandon or me? Ooh, uh, let's have ChatGPT go first, Tom. Okay, okay. I'm going to set the bar high. Yeah, so, I doubt that. Okay. So why did the salesperson sell his vacuum cleaner? Because it was just <laughs> gathering dust. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, not funny. Not funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, didn't even get there. I'm watching everybody talk on the side there about their uh, how, how beautiful weather is everywhere. That's kind of nice. All right, I got chat. I got chat GPT on the ropes. All right, ready? Oh, look at what Rob said. Rob is Rob is laughing hysterically at mine. So you just well, there that, you go. That, that's just laughing out loud, not hysterical. Okay. Yeah. All right, go, Brandon. Okay, my wife says I've been getting fat, but in my defense, I've had a lot on my plate lately. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I think I got a little bit more of a chuckle out of Bethany than ChatGPT did. But there's Butch again telling you that Brandon wins every week. Every Butch, week. Butch doesn't even listen to the joke. He just says Brandon wins. I pay yeah. him. Yeah, Butch, what did Brandon say? I don't think he can repeat it. All right, I, I agree. I'm going to go with Brandon. Bethany, you're going to be the, what do you think? Oh, I'm team Brandon. Let's go. Oh, thanks, oh. Bethany. All right. That's because that's our names start with the same letter. We're, we're bonded. Yeah, it's the B power. That's right. That's right. Well, let's introduce Bethany. She's got, we have yeah. a great guest and lots of cool stuff to talk about. So, 
Yeah, so Bethany, tell us a little bit about you and what you do, and, and then we'll jump into our, our topic today. Yeah, for sure. Hey, guys, I'm Bethany. I'm the co-founder and CEO of SenseBark. And SenseBark is a video messaging platform purpose-built for sales teams to create personalized videos at scale, which I know is a mouthful. Um, but you can basically think of us as your Loom or your Vidyard or your other video messaging tool on steroids, um, where you can use dynamic personalization. You can make videos very quickly reuse content and just use other superpowers to be able to connect personally with video in your outbound sales emails, your replies, um, follow-ups, anywhere you're reaching out to customers, you should easily be able to create and send videos with SendSpark. Yeah, what I like about SendSpark, I'm, I'm relatively new to the platform, but you know, I've used Loom and some of the other ones that are out there, but the ability to kind of customize and create sort of that tailored video experience, you've really done a good job of building that into the, to the platform. And that's what we're going to you know, get into today is how we can leverage some of that. So let's go ahead, Brandon. Before, before we jump in, did you see Mike, Mike Franz's uh, comment? Oh, did he do what it? Did Z, what did zero say to eight? Nice belt. Nice belt. <laughs> that's actually Mike... my mom's favorite joke. She says that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, here's here's my favorite joke to tell. And my kids, I, they've all must have heard it a thousand times. Is when whenever we drive past a cemetery, I go, oh, oh, look at that place. People are dying to get in there. It's oh, bad. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You're on a roll <gasps> today. You all can use it anytime you want. Okay. No royalties or anything. I stole it from someone else. All right, we digress. We digress. We do. We do. Let's let let's let Beth, Bethany share her her wisdom. So let's start off by talking a little bit about what we mean by modern content. And Brandon, we had a webinar, in fact, on a little bit about this this morning. We did. That some of you may have been on, but it's a topic that we've had a lot of conversations with people on. And what we are kind of putting in the bucket of modern content, and I guess. The second bucket would be more traditional content is anything that is more user generated or like the show, right? This show is generated, user generated. It's not, you know, well planned out. It's put together. And um, I guess it's that wasn't, not well I, didn't, I, didn't, I guess I didn't come out just right. But, <laughs> um, Thanks for coming, everybody. We'll never see you again. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. We do have an agenda. We're Bethany could agenda. attest to it. We right, put an agenda right, together right, for the show. Right. Yes. Right. I guess, but it's it's versus traditional content, which might be an ebook or a brochure or even a blog post that is, you know, all of those types of things that are more traditionally produced versus user-generated content, which can come from a short video. It can come from a post, a social post, it can come from an article on LinkedIn, it can come from the show. All of those things kind of fall into the bucket of what we're calling modern content. And, you know, one of the biggest types of modern content that we're seeing a lot of, this is what we just talked about this morning, is what we call episodic content, which is like this show where you have, you have a theme and then you're producing content more and more around that theme. And Bethany, I know you were just talking to us a bit about even a customer that you had where they were, they picked a theme in their company and then they were creating videos around that theme and sharing it within the organization. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about some of the, the power that that created. Yeah, 
Um, and I think like when we're talking about episodic content and especially bringing other people in, like part of the reason I think it's so powerful is that you're, you're speaking to people in a very natural conversational way, right? Like compared to an ebook or a white paper or something that has clearly had so much effort go into it. It's almost like the fact that there's that much effort that went into it makes you skeptical when you're reading it because it feels so unnatural and like sterile in a way versus if you're kind of capturing the authentic content. And I, and you mentioned to me bringing other people on. And I think that's really powerful um, for everyone here. The, the reference I was talking about is one of our customers. I thought this was such a creative way to use SenseSpark as a way to like record and send videos. But instead of our customer creating the video himself, he was working with this very large enterprise account where they already had um, a, a part of the company, like their New York office was already using their platform. And they were trying to get the LA office using, you know, a contract with them as well. And so what they did was they created a video, you know, it wasn't like a formal marketing video or like a formal testimonial with the office. It was very natural. They had them record a SenseSpark video showing them how they were using the software and the results they were seeing. So like super quick, super casual. And then they took that video and they sent it to the LA office and were able to show like, hey, people at your company are already using our product. This is how they're using it. This is the results they're seeing. And then we're able to close that deal. And, you know, it, it in a way, it's like a lot easier than creating this high quality content. But you can imagine how powerful that is when you're just able to capture that value, show it, cross time zones and barriers um, and kind of make everyone involved in the process look really cool. Too. And how did they send that video and who did they send it to? Yeah, I mean, well, so they were able to use SenseSpark when uh, with our platform, you can both request videos from people. So you can send out a video request link that anyone can use to just record a video of themselves or their screen. And then once it's uploaded in SenseSpark, then you also can have like a link or a, an animated GIF preview to send it out through email. So they were able to, they were already talking to the decision maker um, at the other office. So they were just able to send it to them. Um, and it was interesting because it was all internal within the same organization, but because it was such a big account, like their, you know, New York and, and LA offices were pretty segmented, basically like different companies. Yeah, so they essentially allowed you to use, or they, what they did is sort of the episodic was converse, conversational. So. Somebody mm -hmm. sent a video with some information, somebody else sent it back, somebody else sent something else back and forth, but it was all based around a theme. And in this case, kind of a collaborative theme back and forth. But yeah. again, this is a really good example of, this wasn't highly produced, more traditional content. I'm gonna send a brochure, I'm gonna send a ebook, I'm gonna do those types of things. This was again, more organic, more authentic, as you said. And again, those are all the things that we kind of consider this role of modern content. And one of the reasons we really like modern content is we don't have to rely on it as sales professionals. We don't have to rely necessarily on marketing to create our content for us. Doesn't mean we can't use our marketing content and there's a time and a place for it. But if we start to get fluent with more of the modern content and the creation of that, then it gives us a lot more flexibility on what we're doing. Yeah. You know, one other thing I want to add to that that we've seen a lot of people doing with SenseSpark is like this hybrid approach, because the thing with marketing content, you know, it can often look really good, but because you're relying on someone else, there's a lot of friction. And, and also things can go out of date because like maybe it was made six months ago. It's no longer perfect. 
Um, so at SunSpark, we, we've uh, started offering a custom intro feature. So you can take like a marketing video or like your nice collateral and then record a personalized intro on top of that. And in a way, it's, it's kind of helpful because it both you can, it gives you a chance to like modify the content yourself, make it feel more personal and also make it more relevant. And we've seen that pick up a lot over the last few months um, since we released that as kind of like hybrid use marketing and some things when it matters, but add your own personal touch to really make it work. Yeah, Bethany, I really like that a lot. I didn't know you had that. I, in fact, as you were talking earlier, I was thinking about, you know, could you could you take multiple videos from different people in different offices and then stitch them or edit edit it together and create something? It sounds like what you what you made available. I think that's really powerful, especially the one of the things I believe with modern content is that it's it's just become more user friendly. It's just become more everyday style of content. You know, when when I first started engaging with YouTube, you know. 15 years ago or whatever it was, it's like everything was perfect production. Like nothing got done unless it had perfect production. Mm -hmm. And now there's so much freedom for people to use this as a powerful tool in a more human, everyday, natural way. And it sounds like that's what you guys are empowering lots of people to do. That's really awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's why we think about it. So what are some other, and Brandon, why don't we start, I'll start with you you know, especially as it relates to social prospecting. Mm -hmm. How do you see the role of what we're describing as modern content? And how does that fit in? You know, you talk a lot about commenting. You know, we talk a lot about last week, we talked about buyer enablement and how we enable, enable our buyers to kind of facilitate their own journey. But how are you seeing and using the, the role of modern content mm -hmm. in that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, even looking at what SenseBark does, um, Modern content is more natural. It's more human. Buyers have so much more power now that um, they want to choose who they want to spend their time with from a buyer's perspective. And a lot of that comes through demand generation. So we've, you've got the use case of a salesperson. Uh, let's say example A, they're, they're pounding the phone and, you know, Bethany, Bethany, you're a CEO of a company. I want your attention. I want your attention. And Bethany does what most people do. They look at their phone, an unknown number, and probably doesn't answer it. Fair enough, Bethany? Fair enough. Yeah. And then you get the e the cold emails come in as well. And all that, you know, all the messaging, all the messaging. But what if I was creating my own content? And now I'm not so much this faceless, unknown name and somebody that's bothering. But yet I've got videos on my LinkedIn account. And I sent something to Bethany and said, hey, Bethany, um, I recorded this video about XYZ and I thought as a CEO of a company, you might, you might find value in it and I can share that. So there's a better way of starting conversations with a lot of the user generated content than just, you know, knocking on a door, or pounding a phone and trying to capture attention that way. It's a way that we can actually demonstrate our experience and demonstrate our value instead of just saying, I can help you. I got a lot of really good stuff. You just got to give me 30 minutes and let me try to prove it. We can prove it in advance. And I mean, I think what you guys are doing is great because video should be, and I know it's hard for a lot of people to get in front of a camera and overthink, you know, all the, you know, all the fears and everything insecurities come out, but it really is one of the easiest ways um, because we've all been talking to people our whole lives. Mm -hmm. Just 
you know, talk oh. to that camera. But I think you bring up a good point, and I'm pretty sure, Bethany, with SenseSpark, you do screen sharing and you can record screens. And if you don't want to be on camera, no problem, right? You can still be share a screen or share something mm -hmm. and talk about it, and you don't have to be on camera, but at least you still hear the voice and you still hear, see the, the person behind, behind, behind the camera, right, and the audio and the thing. And, Bethany, do you see that a lot where people don't feel comfortable for whatever reason being on camera, but then using you know, different techniques to still get it across? Yeah, we do see that. So you're right, you can record just your screen and then what we're adding right now. So like, uh, not live yet, but check us out in a couple weeks is we're actually gonna add some like automatic filters, like kind of like Zoom where it auto enhances your appearance because we see so many times it's like you have all this great insight and knowledge to share, like especially, you know, in sales, like you're the one talking to the customer, the prospect, you know what questions they want answered. Like you can make these videos that really answer it you, you have that information and you can you can do that. But it's just like that little bit of friction of, oh, I don't like the way I look on camera. I'm going to do a million takes and never publish. So we're adding like video filters and um, so that, you know, you'll just like look at yourself and be like, damn, I look really good today. This is great. Um, so I can, I can cover up the gray beard is what you're saying? I get a filter? I, I thought that was intentional. No, <laughs> like you can turn on your gray beard. Do you have a hair filter? Do you have a hair filter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, use, I'll use that. Our, our kids use a filter and it may have been on TikTok. I don't know, but it's, uh, they came over and asked me on Easter, right? They set us up and they asked my wife and I like, Oh, we'll take a picture of you. And we all, you know, we think it's all great and we smile. And then they use the filter and they showed it to us. And, you know, my hair was gone. My, my beard's a lot whiter. I've got more wrinkles. I got a chubbier stomach. I'm like, what's up with that? They're like, yeah, it ages you 25 years. I'm like, Awesome. Thank you. I don't suggest using that one for salespeople, Bethany. I don't think people use it. I don't know. You know, maybe you want to, you want to show you have a lot experience. of experience. Yeah. You can show all your experience yeah. along the way. Bethany, I'm curious um, when we talk about user generated content and, and this episode is about the role of modern content. What are, what are some of the best practices that you all are, finding or recommending to your customers around video with individuals, not so much from the corporate brand, but with individuals? Yeah. Um, so we, I'd say the biggest use case that we see people using SenseSpark for is like prospecting, like sales outreach. Um, and there's a ton of different ways you can use it. Like even the other store I said, you know, that was kind of more of like an internal, like land and expand upsell. Like there's so many different ways you can use it, but I'll focus on prospecting because that's what I mean, you know, everyone wants more pipeline. Um, and what you really want to do with video is like show the vision. Like if you think of why is video more valuable than text? Like, of course, there's all kinds of intangibles. Like you're making a personal connection. You're introducing the people behind the company. You're building that relationship. But the key thing that you can do with video that you can't do with anything else is you can really show like the vision of what could be possible in this better world where they're using your solution or your software or whatever it is you're selling. And so teams that I've seen or people I've seen do a really good job are either able to like really capture like maybe a screen recording demonstrating the problem. Like if you're selling email deliverability software, you're showing your emails are going to, to spam right now. Like imagine if you could get a 20% lift of getting your emails in the inbox and what that would look like. Or you're somehow able to like show, hey, this is a, chatbot you can put on your website and get all these additional leads or something like that. Um, and of course you only have a few seconds to do it, but like, that's why video is powerful. You can show rather than tell. So I'd say like 
focus on what you can show immediately within 10 seconds that they're going to get that aha of this is what my life would look like if I were to use the solution you're selling. Yeah, and even if you're not talking about a specific product or a solution and you're just trying to, again, create a conversation and create a connection, you can still do that in a short period of time and somebody fairly quickly can evaluate, do I want to be connected to Brandon or, or not, right? Very, well, maybe you use your, your, 20, your, your new filter or something. Maybe that'll help. I don't, that'll help. Well, and I would say like, even with that, there's still a little bit of like a vision. It's like, well, okay, but why is your life better when you're connected with Brandon? Right, so it's right. like, what can you do to get that across of like, it's not so much of like, do you have this problem? You know, it's like a lot of the stuff sounds like clickbaity or like sounds like contrived, but it's just like, how can you be like, oh, you know, I don't know exactly how to phrase it, but like you want to get across like, hey, by being connected with me, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm putting out this amazing content. Like you're going to be educated, you're going to be smarter, you're going to be more knowledgeable, you're going to be better able to do your job. Like how do you kind of convey that, um, you know, in 10 seconds in a video and, it's, you know, it's the combination of the words you're using and then just your demeanor and your presence on camera that gets it across. If everybody didn't know that you're in New York, they do now. Sorry about the siren. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I want to share this around video as well. And I, I think it's um, a good use of, of modern content, but especially video. I've noticed, and you know, my dad jokes, and that's part of my persona. Um, we have five kids. People remembered I have five kids. I tell dad jokes and it just became part of my online persona. But I have noticed that when I post a dad joke in a graphic Versus when I tell the dad joke on video and I load video, um, my engagement goes up a lot. I think video is just a, a richer medium, but I think it also breaks down a lot of barriers. Like for anybody listening, if you're in sales or you're in leadership and you need to grow influence, um, you got to get on video, do what you need to do to get comfortable, take a course, just get over your fears, whatever it may be, because it's the modern version of face-to-face -face. and it's richer medium. And I think that it just helps us connect that human to human so much quicker than we can do in an email or in text or anything else. And, and I think inside of social um, it's, it's that much more powerful too. Yeah, completely. And, you know, speaking of social then just what you're talking about, you also have an opportunity to repurpose that video in different ways. So if you, you know, do a short, even if it's a 10 or a 30, you know, 10 second, 30 second video, you can even slice that up if you chose to, or take all of it and repurpose that on different social channels and leverage it in different places. So even if it's something that you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, it still could be leveraged in other places as well. The example you gave earlier, Bethany, about that company, if they had the okay to share it, I have a feeling that would have done really well on social media where they're sharing with one of their customers, their successes, what they've done. I mean, that's, you know, I think as Dave said here, right? Authentic, authentic and transparent comes to mind and authenticity. That is what buyers want. That was our show last week. What do buyers want? Buyers want transparency and authentic and authenticity. God, I can't talk today. But anyway, you get the idea, authenticity. <laughs> and what they don't want is they don't want hype and, and, you know, the traditional sort of marketing piece of those things. 
Yeah. And I have a, a tip for coming up with content because I think a lot of people know like, okay, I, I should do video. Um, I know that this is going to help me build my personal brand, help me sell better, help me gain more credibility in the space, but don't exactly know where to start. And so my advice is like, as you're on sales or discovery calls, like write down the questions that people are asking, um, because that's probably what people are wondering at a broader level. And then just create really short form videos that answer those questions. And then you can post those out and you'll become an expert in your space over, you know, just the course of a few videos. So I'd recommend starting there. Oh, I love that, Bethany. You're speaking my language. I mean, that, that's one of the hammers I, I beat up all the time. Like, write down questions and answer questions in the form of a post or turn on your camera and just do it. I just coached somebody um, a week or so ago, and it was a CEO of a company. And I said, look, just stop overthinking it. The next time you have a meeting, you're at, you know, and he does a lot of face-to-face -face meetings. Is the next time you're at a meeting with somebody, just think about one of the questions they ask. And then when you're walking to your car, you get in your car, turn on your camera and say, I met with, and say their title. You don't have to say their name. And they ask this question. Step two, it's a good question because fill it in. And if you have this question, here's three things you can, you should think about if you're asking these questions, like a simple three-step formula and it makes content creation so much easier. So thank you for saying that, Bethany. That, that's even better. Yeah, that's an amazing formula. I love that. Thank you. So let's, let's jump to Mike's question here. He's asking, are there ways to leverage your videos outside your individual or company social media account? Brandon, I think it's a great question for Bethany. Yeah, I was okay. going to say, I think it's a great question for Bethany to start. Yeah. I mean, I'm a really big fan of email um, because with email, it's all about like bringing people the right, like the relevant content at the relevant time. So like, I love to just like sit down and really design like what's your customer journey? Where can people like be kind of falling off or slipping? Like how can you kind of nudge them back on, on path with like videos sent to them at the right time based on actions they either are or are not taking? Because um, like with social media, like social media is like random, right? Like they just see it or they don't, it's there. It's kind of like lost in the abyss later. You know, if you put on your website, it's always there, but they're going to you. And then email is where you're going to them. So you kind of want to think about those three different sides of things. And um, ideally use a mix of everything. Oh, and then the, another place too could be like SEO or like think of like, you know, not just social media, but maybe you're posting it on YouTube um, or a blog post with more organic search traffic. Yeah, I, I really like that because... And it could not only, if you don't want to use email, you could even use it through direct message yeah. in, in social media. Mm -hmm. Either way, I, I think your point's really valid. There are things that we're doing that are one to many. So if we post something out on LinkedIn or on social, even though we may be commenting on somebody's post, it's still going to be one to many. It's going to be seen by other people. But if you're trying to, you know, we talk a lot about the yellow brick road. If we're trying to bring that prospect down our yellow brick road to the point where they have we've created demand and we've built trust with them. So they're willing to do business with us. We want to share content in the right sequence. And when we do that through email or direct message or whatever one-on-one -on -one channel that we choose to, that's a very good way of leveraging again, that same, those same videos from that video catalog. And I'll go one more thing and then I'll let Brandon jump in. When you start to build your catalog of videos that you have, your portfolio, you can use those over and over and over. 
for, for different people, different customers, different situations, different prospects. And as it grows over time, you'll find that you have, you know, maybe the right video. You don't have to re-record -re every single time. You can repurpose a lot of that, that content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think um, all of those are really good, good, good answers. And Mike, I, I was thinking about it too. Like this topic is role of modern content and social selling. And I think we focused a lot on video because Bethany's with us, rightfully so, and, and tap into her expertise in it. But I also think there's some other areas that we could talk about with it. Um, you know, I think one a really powerful thing is maybe to use video in a text message. Right. It's especially if you're in opportunity with somebody, you've already got a little bit of the no like and trust. You've built some rapport um, prior to something stagnating a little bit, you know, pop in a pop a quick video. And if you can text it to them, you're you're in a You know, you're able to text with them, pop it in a text. And it doesn't have to always be just work related. It could be, hey, the other day when we talked, you said something about this or maybe not deal related, I guess. And I was, you know, I read this article, I saw this or whatever, and I thought about you just using it to replace the lost face to face that we have any way that we can replace the lost face to face, I think is really important. Even things like um, use the audio feature uh, in LinkedIn messaging, you know, stand out, be different. You're going to send a message to them. You can pop in a video. You can throw an audio message. I like to use audio when I first get connected with people and just send them a quick little audio message and say, hey, you know, Bethany, great to meet you. Thanks for connecting. Um, just, you know, something to be a little bit different. But I think that's the role that we have with all these new tools and all these new mediums that we can use. Yeah, completely. So, Brandon, can you repeat your formula for, for Dave here? Your, oh, uh, yeah. Hey Dave, formula. I think we'll call yeah. it the brand and uh, the brand and formula. Sure, and Dave, it's in Modern Seller HQ, um, and I'll I'll go find the link to it and send it to you. But it's um, it's uh, so and so by title or name or whatever. Ask me this question. Step two: This is a good question because fill it in. And step three is here's one thing, two things, three things, whatever. Uh, if you're asking this question, here's three things that you should consider uh, when asking this question and just bullet point it. If you're writing it, just speak it out if it's on video. But I think it's a really great way, especially because if you think about it, if one, like, didn't, didn't we all learn this in like elementary school? If one person has a question, everyone else has the same question too. They're just too scared to ask it. So part of being a modern seller is that we demonstrate that we're a trusted advisor. We don't just tell people we're a trusted advisor. We actually actively demonstrate it by giving trusted advice. And I think answering a question in a public format, video, audio, written, I don't care, but ans answering those questions is your demonstration of being a trusted advisor. And you start getting welcomed or invited into conversations that way instead of trying to pound the walls down to get into the room. Well, and you're proactively providing an answer to a question that somebody may not have asked, but they're likely is in their head. And mm -hmm. that's, if you can do that, you will start to be ascend to that trusted advisor status that you're, that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Hey, Bethany, I'm curious, and this might, sorry, Tom, it might take us a little off agenda, but I'm curious about your sales team and their sales motions. Obviously video is a big part of it because you got to drink your own Kool-Aid, right? 
or eat your own filet mignon. That's right. Thank you. Um, yeah. So what we do, so there's like two sides of it. Like one I'd say is the demand gen side where um, it's not like super personalized. It's exactly what we're talking about where you're creating videos like this. Um, one channel that we use a lot is actually YouTube. And we started doing this like three months ago and it's, it's crazy how well it's worked. We'll basically like think of like a, you know, a question like this or like a really simple how to, we'll use SenseFar to record like a two or three minute demo. That's very specific to certain keywords. And then we'll throw it up on YouTube. We've been doing this for a bit. I don't know if it's like a gap in the system or something, but we've been able to get like on like the top spot under YouTube videos on page one of Google within like 24 hours just by doing this. So we drive a lot of like organic traffic um, through video. We, you know, we also do some like email outbound and different things like that. But then what we're doing, cause we're a pretty small team, right? Like we're a startup um, and we have a very low price point. Like we're doing, you can start with SenseBark at $15 a user a month. So we're not doing, um, like basically we need to really qualify our leads. So we put everyone into a free sign up for the most part. And then from there, we're qualifying people based on actions they're taking, size of account, potential to be a bigger customer. So I'd say like 95 of our customers are then on a self-service path where, you know, you can get started for free, use the platform, upgrade on your own, no strings attached. And then what we'll do is like in a separate category, we have our like product qualified leads. And then for those people, we're sending highly personalized videos you know, really trying to show value, help them um, run pilots, become successful, and then win larger accounts. So it's, it's pretty segmented. Um, but we're using video for both. It's just in some cases, it's very like, generally helpful. And then in other cases, it's very tailored and, and personalized. And that that's more of a, if, correct me if I'm wrong, that's more of the marketing motion. What about, do you have a sales team? And, and what are they doing that's different? Yeah, so with the sales team, they're sending personalized videos to people. So we're product qualifying teams. And then then there's videos as part of the entire process. So it's like personalized videos to get people on a call. Once you schedule the call, you get an automated personalized video kind of talking through the agenda, um, which is something that like we never had a huge problem with no-shows, but we helped just some other companies set this up. So like people were having issues where like, their potential customers would schedule meetings and schedule demos on the website and then not come and waste a lot of time. Um, so we we're helping other people set up automated like video reminders for meetings. So we were like, hey, we'll do it too. Set it up for SenseSpark. And then we'll also use videos a lot um, after doing like discovery calls and, and follow-ups uh, to just like recap high-level points, show tutorials or specific integrations. Mm -hmm. So it goes into the sales process um, a lot. I'd say we probably have a shorter sales cycle than most um, because we have a lower entry point, but we're still using video for all kinds of things. I mean, I, it's honestly more than text at this point. Like every now and then there'll be like a text email and you're like, oh, that's weird. I didn't send a video. It feels a little naked. <laughs> um, like that's, that's not our champagne. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, but it's cool. One thing we've also really done a lot of is like reusing content as well. So I was thinking, you know, when you're talking about once you have a video, you can keep using it. So we'll do that a lot too, but we often we usually try to add a personalized intro in front of it. Cause like on our team, you know, it might be one person that's making all of these technical tutorials and showing how these different integrations work, but it's, you know, someone on sales or a different team that's actually sending them out. So they'll just record like a quick intro of like, Oh, Hey, you asked about this integration you know, here's the video that walks you through it. Let me know if you have any questions. 
and they didn't actually record the integration itself. You can tell it's two videos, but it still feels a little bit um, mm -hmm. warmer and more personalized. You, you know what I you really know. liked? Well, let me real quick, Brandon, before I forget, goes out of my mind is you said something in passing there that I think is really powerful, which is using video to confirm a meeting with an agenda. And I think there's a big deal on that for a couple of reasons. One is when I get a video, if I got a video back on a confirmation with an agenda, I would feel more, I guess, obligated to, if I'm not going to show up, at least let you know and not just ghost you completely. So I'm not wasting your time. Mm -hmm. Or I would be more obligated or more willing probably to show up to that meeting versus just a calendar invite, which is very impersonal, right? It's just a very impersonal thing that pops up on my calendar. And I can imagine it wouldn't take long to send that. Thank you for signing up for the demo. You know, here's a little bit of an agenda of what we can expect to cover. If there's anything else you'd like to add, let us know, right? You're already starting to build the relationship before you even get on the phone. I think that's huge. And, and as you said, you're definitely seeing a reduction in no-shows and, and probably people showing up a bit more qualified when they, when they do show up. It's exactly what we've seen and the people we've helped implement it have seen. And like when we first did it, I want to say there was like a three week period where we had like zero no shows. Like it was like, well, really no one. And then of course, <laughs> someone knows. And, you know, and they're like, oh, I got the time wrong, whatever. But it like, it made a huge difference. And we didn't really have that many no shows, but for other people, they were seeing like, it depends on the industry. Like some people, um, you know, were seeing like 50% no shows. It was a huge issue and they're able to greatly reduce it. Cause it's like, especially when you schedule the demo on the website, like you're not engaging with a person. It doesn't feel like you're letting a real person down, but yeah, it's like a huge bummer to be like sitting there waiting for a meeting that doesn't happen. And it, and can it hurt like your morale too? So it's, it's really helpful to do that. And you don't even have to record the video personalized for every person. All you really need to do is say like, Hey, I'm Bethany, you know, really excited to learn more about your use case. We're going to cover X, Y, Z, use the link below if you need to reschedule, otherwise talk to you soon. And so you just record that once and then you automate it. Um, and it still has a, a big difference. So, you know, I'd recommend doing that. It doesn't even need to be super personalized because you haven't met them yet. You know, you don't, you, you want to be more personalized after the meeting for sure. Um, but I would recommend doing that. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great modern use case of, I mean, we're calling it content, but um Look, anything that we can do, so many of us sell from screens now. We build rapport from screens. Anything that we can do, and this is, you know, my older gray hair coming out, I think, but anything that we could do to recreate the older style of face-to-face -face is important because we've known for years that if you can get in front of somebody, um, you know, the, the probability of moving to an opportunity increased, but we just don't have that. I mean, it, I had another story. Somebody said they, they wanted to fly in and go meet with a, a client. And they're like, we don't even go to the office anymore. Like we'd have to find out who has the key to open the office to actually get in there. Right? Come to my house. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the recreating that the best that we can. And Tom, as we talk about your revenue zone, you know, we still have no like and trust and getting face to face, even in the screen face digital world is moves us further down than anything that's in a, in a written word. Yeah, no, I'm, I just had an aha moment based around just what we're talking about. If you really, you know, we talk a lot about mapping out the buyer journey but even micro map it, take it to another level of micro mapping that, like just to the point of the confirmation 
on a, on a phone call or whatever, like take it to another level of detail and think about where you can insert some modern content video or whatever that, as you just said, Brandon, further builds that know, like, and trust, even if it's a little baby step along yeah. the way, all of those baby steps start to add up and mm. they do reduce the, you know, none of us want to be ghosted. None of us want to be blown off all that kind of stuff. So it, and it, that all comes from trust, right? You don't ghost people that you like or trust. You ghost people mm. if you don't know them or you don't have a relationship. So mm. all of that starts to help build the relationship at a micro level, which then, you know, leads to the bigger thing. So I'm really thinking, you know, you just, how do you look at that journey that you're going through and take it to another level of detail? Yeah, for sure. Well, I know Dave asked, and we we didn't um, officially ask Bethany for SenseSpark to sponsor the show, sure. but since you're, um, we've been talking so much about your, I don't think we've done done a show yet where we've talked so much about a company, which is totally okay, Bethany. But uh, Dave did ask the question, um, what values differentiate SenseSpark from other video platforms? So there you go. It's all teed up and ready for you to go say why you're better than Loom or Vidyard. Okay. Well, first of all, I love that you asked what values differentiate us and not what features. That's just so um, beautiful. Um, so I would say like SenseSpark has a lot of the same basic recording videos and like sharing features that you'll see with other platforms. But from the value perspective, we're all about efficiency and personalization at scale. Like I, I think, well, you know, the reason we started the company was we saw videos really powerful, but the other tools were so manual and so slow that you end up just not really being able to use video to its full extent because it just takes so much time. And so, you know, we went to the drawing board and thought, you know, how do we let you personalize what needs to be personalized, but then automate everything else to move quickly and, and move strategically. So even like, you know, that video um, confirmation example we're talking about, I'm saying, hey, it doesn't have to be personalized for every person. Maybe it'd be better if it, it would be, but like the reality is it's going to take so much time. You're never going to do it. And then you just won't do it. Like you have to be realistic because you're so busy. We're all so busy. So with SenseSpark, you can record really quick personalized videos when needed, but we have also added a ton of like templates, automation, shortcuts, um, and other things so that you can just create one video and then embed it into your like, you know, your calendar confirmation email, or you can create one video and then make it dynamic and send it out in your outreach sales loft or HubSpot campaign. So it can be personalized at scale, or you can have like some really good template videos and record personalized intros for every person. Um, and of course you can do the one-on-one -on -one personalized videos, but our goal is like, how do we just really make it a lot faster and more usable? Um, which is why last year, like on G2, SenseBark was rated number one in usability, uh, implementation, video results because like hopefully because it's so simple and fast and quick you'll actually use it to connect with customers well good hey if we're gonna if we're gonna have an episode where a product gets really uh promoted like this at least it's a startup and we feel like we're doing good and and helping the community grow how's that yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking my shameless plugs. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. We we teed you up for it, and uh, I think it was appropriate though with this with this topic around modern content, though. Yeah. So as we wrap up, well, thank you, Bethany. I mean, you've added a lot of insights, a lot of great insights today, and I think what we really, I hope that everyone starts to realize this idea of modern content and the different ways it can be used in that social selling journey, and it doesn't have to be perfect, it doesn't have to be intimidating, and it's just 
I think Brandon, you wrote a post on this um, a couple of days ago. Just just start, right? Just start. Do something. Yeah. Try it out. It doesn't matter that it's perfect, or you know, even if you think it sucked or, or whatever. So um, anyway, that 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 would be uh, that was you know some really great insights on that. And Bethany, if they want to learn, somebody wants to learn more about SendSpark, where, where do you want them to connect with you? Where do you want to send them? Uh, it's just SendSpark.com is our website. Like send a video, spark a conversation, SendSpark. And uh, feel free to add me on LinkedIn. I believe I'm the only Bethany Stackenfeld. So if you can figure out how to spell my name, you'll find me. All right. Well, thank you. Brandon, any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, you know what? I feel I feel like a failure at the moment, though, because about 10 minutes ago, I was thinking, if Carson hasn't shown up, I got to figure out a movie to throw in here to, to use the analogy. And I just haven't come up with one. So can the three of us come up with a, a, a movie? Bethany, I be, that's, that's Carson's stick on the show right. is he, he, he'll bring in a movie on every conversation. Go, you know, this reminds me of and he'll talk about a movie and then relate it back to the conversation. So, um I don't I'm know, just not the movie. First dates, like each of the little video is fifty first dates, or is that a movie where what <laughs> kind of little piece, piece by piece by piece? That's a pretty good grasp at something, though. Hey, you know, I believe in I believe in Bethany, though. Bethany's going to come up with one. Oh man, um, no pressure. I know. I honestly, I love the. Oh, okay, no, I'm going to uh, piggyback off that and say Groundhog Day, where it's like a lot of repetition. The idea is to not do that, to like reduce the repetition. <laughs> you know. There you go. Personalized and get rid of the repetition. That's pretty good. Is that two weeks in a row that Groundhog Day came up now? Groundhog has been present two weeks in a row, yes. Yeah, yeah look at that. Yeah. Impressive. So, good all stuff. right. Well, well done. Then we've held up for Carson well. We so, did. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the comments again. Hopefully, you found this useful, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good week. All right. Thanks for having me. Hey, Tom Burton here, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening or watching to this episode of Social Selling for Newbies, and I really hope you found it super valuable. If you enjoyed or found value in this show, please share it with your friends and colleagues and help expand Newbie Nation. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast outlet, and please also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Finally, if you'd like to join our VIP list and get first access to upcoming webinars, events, free training opportunities, and access to special content, please go to www.newbievip.com slash sign up and join our VIP list. Thank you again. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.